Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The JR Sport Brief Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. I'm coming to you live from Atlanta, Georgia. Thank you to everybody tuned in and locked in all over North America. Man, we're... We're two days away from the Super Bowl. I've been waiting on this for a long time. Thank you to everybody locked in, listening all over North America. Thank you so much to super producer and host Ryan Hickey for holding it down for us in New York City. We've already had a busy show. We've had a busy night. We've had a busy evening. Busy, 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 busy. Just how I like it. We've talked Hall of Fame. We've talked the big game. We've already had some guests on. Thank you so much to Jawan Johnson of the New Orleans Saints for coming through. Uh, Thank you so much. Dieter Kurtenbach came through and joined us, knows everything about the San Francisco 49ers, has to cover them for KNBR out in the Bay Area. We talked about some of the awards that were given out last night. Somehow, someway, the Browns got a lot of them at the NFL Honors Show. Uh, Kevin Stefanski, Coach of the Year, Miles Garrett, Defensive Player of the Year. Uh, Joe Flacco ends up being the Comeback Player of the Year. Just, just wild stuff. And then Lamar, Lamar Jackson, he won MVP. What a surprise. You know what? A matter of fact, let's take a listen to Lamar Jackson after winning the award and giving his speech on the NFL Network. Listen to this. Uh, first and foremost, you know, I want to thank my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. You know, without him, nothing is possible. Um, I want to thank my organization, you know, Baltimore Ravens, for, you know, finally getting this deal done. Um, <laughs> um, shout out to Eric, you know, shout out to Steve, Coach Harbaugh, you know, the whole, the whole unit. My offense, man, my offensive line, man, I can't thank them enough for what they've done. Um, I'm not out there blocking, you know, catching the ball, you know, uh, doing everything, you know, as my team, it's a team thing, you know, for these awards. And, you know, I want to thank my fellow man at home. Um, but you guys have a great night, and that's all, folks. Uh, nice nice little kick there, little, little Looney Tunes kick. That's all, folks. Anyway, we got more here on this show. I'm not going anywhere. I get started, though, every single weekday at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 Pacific. So we talked MVP. We talked the awards. Uh, last hour, we took some time to, to really take a look at some of the inductees going into the, the Pro Football Hall of Fame later on this year. That list is Dwight Freeney, Julius Peppers, Devin Hester, 
the wide receiver Andre Johnson, Patrick Willis, and then you have some senior inductees, Steve McMichael, formerly of the Chicago Bears, and Randy Gratishar, formerly of the Denver Broncos. Uh, in about, let's say, 20 minutes from now, Jawan Johnson is going to come through, and, or excuse me, we spoke to Jawan. Demontre Moore is going to come through and talk to us. Uh, played for the 49ers, is still playing football, would love to get back uh, into the league. And then next hour we're going to dive a little deeper. But since we've been talking about Hall of Famers, guys who are in, folks who are not, let's bring up some comments by someone who is, well, damn it, he's one hell of a Hall of Famer. He's one of the greatest running backs of all time, three-time Super Bowl champion, has more yards than anybody. It's Emmett Smith. Emmett Smith was on Maggie and Perloff in the morning here on CBS Sports Radio. And let's just say Emmett had a few things that he wanted to just, uh, shall I say, just get off of his chest. He was critical of the Dallas Cowboys, something that he is not afraid of. And, you know, he, he kind of went in multiple directions. He went at the coach, and then he went at the quarterback. Let's take a listen to what he had to say about Dak Prescott, an MVP finalist, by the way, and his biggest issue with the man. Take a listen to Emmett Smith. I think it's preparation. Um, I mean, some things I, – I, I, I can only point to one game, and this, is, this to me sums it up for me. This sums it up for me. We're playing Detroit in Dallas. And it's a heck of a game. We actually take the lead. Detroit is driving to try to come down to score and get the lead back. We pick the ball off. And it's about three minutes left. And I think they almost are out of timeouts. If not out of timeouts, they will be. All we have to do is just milk the clock. And we get the pick. So we go one, two, three, get first down. And all we have to do is milk the clock. Instead, guess what? We throw the ball three straight times. How smart is that? That is absolutely hideous. All you have to do is just run the rock or take a knee. I don't care. But then (laughs) when you throw the ball the third time and the quarterback throw the ball out of bounds to stop the clock, it doesn't even take a sack. So that says to me either he was not prepared properly or he forgot he was playing the game. Damn. And, yeah, that that game, that Saturday night game, like right before New Year's between the uh, Detroit Lions and the Dallas Cowboys was a nutty game. It's also that game where the Lions had an eligible, ineligible receiver. It's also the game that Dan Campbell wanted to gamble, and I think that was a precursor to things that we definitely saw here in the postseason. And one of the issues also happened to be Mike McCarthy, in that game, you, you you might remember. And a lot of that mismanagement and clock mismanagement came from him. And so Emmett Smith didn't just hold back on Dak, who led the NFL with 36 touchdown passes this year. You can also take a look at Mike McCarthy. And Emmett Smith went a little bit further talking to Maggie and Perloff. Emmett Smith basically said, uh, if it was my team, I wouldn't have brought back Mike McCarthy at all. Our team just seem, seems to be lost. I mean, I, I just I cannot put my finger on why it looks so, so bad. 
So if that's the case, why is Dallas bringing back Mike McCarthy next year? Because I'm not a GM. And, and to be honest with you, uh, I thought that that move would have been made uh, because of how bad it looked. Um, I, I, I think our team and organization right now give the appearance of becoming a great organization and being a great team. And they sell everybody on it every year. And, and selling people on it and getting the ratings around it is, is something that's important. But I think there are things that are much more important than all of the hype. Uh, I've never known the Cowboys organization to be a hype organization. Uh, but I think over the, when you look at our teams, we make the playoff. We look like we're capable of going all the way, but we don't uh, for some odd reason. I think that's a mental block. I think it's part of preparations of players not meeting the challenge and the expectations of becoming great and establishing your dominance as an individual player or as a group of a group of men. Um, and I don't see that consistently um, from our team and our organization. Thank you. Is is Emmett the only dude not afraid to say that publicly? Thank you. This is a team. Where Mike McC- after they lost, okay, after another disappointment in the playoffs, after going into the playoffs and losing in the first damn round against the Green Bay Packers, you got you got Jerry Jones who keeps Mike McCarthy, right? He talks about how they have all the talent, and then Mike McCarthy. In his, his first press conference, after we find out that he is going to keep his job, Mike McCarthy starts talking about how they have a, a championship organization. They just haven't won a championship yet. I'm like, nah, bro, this ain't the 90s. This is not Emmett's team, man. You can't say that. How about you win something first? And so it's nutty to listen to the Dallas Cowboys be delusional. And so I think there's two pathways here. When you think about the Dallas Cowboys, Emmett Emmett was perfect. He's just told you what the Cowboys excel at, selling. The Dallas Cowboys excel at telling everybody that they're America's team. The Dallas Cowboys excel in letting everybody know that we're the most valuable with the biggest stadium. Oh, we almost might have a, the, the World Cup finale. Like the Dallas Cowboys and Jerry Jones are excellent, excellent at selling. Jerry Jones is an excellent salesman. There's a reason that Jerry Jones is the most influential person in the NFL behind Roger Goodell. It's because his team is the most valuable. It's because he has sold everybody on excellence, okay? They just haven't done it on the field. It's excellent marketing. But when you think about the play, it's been a lot of disappointing. And I'm not saying that Jerry Jones is going to have to, uh, you know, give up the reins. I'm not saying that he's going to have to croak. But I I don't know if things are going to change with the way he operates. There's too much me. There's too much Jerry Jones. There's too much thoughts. And I don't care how much his kids are involved or – how much he says they're involved or what they do or what interviews that they have, he, he creates too much public pressure. He can't help himself. He has backed himself into, the, into a corner of being the Dallas Cowboys. 
And whenever he's gone, and I'm not wishing him gone, things, things might be different. You know, is his son, is he going to be running his yap the way his dad does? Eh, probably not. Unlikely. Is he going to pop up and do interviews? Yeah. This is how my dad th- did things. This is how I'm going to do things. But it just seems that they, they, they get in the way. They hung on too long to Jason Garrett. It's like Jason Garrett must have naked pictures of Jerry Jones. All right? It seems like they're holding on too long to Mike McCarthy, so much so that he's like walking on eggshells. It's like, hey, you know, uh, am I going to win the Super Bowl next year? If not, I'm getting fired. The odds aren't high that they just wake up and win the Super Bowl next year. It's going to be difficult. It's going to be tough. And so this is insanity, right? When you do the same thing over and over again and you expect different results. Thank you, Emmett Smith, for telling the truth. It's not going to happen. It's a pipe dream of mine. But before every Dallas Cowboys game, they should play those comments that Emmett Smith shared with Maggie and Perloff this morning. They should play it on the big screen at AT&T Stadium. They should play it on the outside of AT&T Stadium before the fans get in. Just as a reminder that, hey, get ready for the same old, same old and the same mediocrity. You know what? I need to start my own campaign. Forget, I don't know, Roger Craig getting into the Hall of Fame. Forget the campaign about Antonio Gates getting into the Hall of Fame, which they both should be. I need to start a campaign where Emmett Smith becomes GM of the Dallas Cowboys. I think he knows a whole hell of a lot more than the man who currently owns the team and runs the team and can't get out of his own damn way. And that's Jerry Jones. I don't know. Maybe Jerry's son, maybe, maybe he will be smart enough to go, oh, you know what? Maybe, maybe I should have some player input here. You know what? Maybe I should bring in some of the folks who were around when we had success. That only makes sense. And I don't know to what degree Jerry is checking in with Troy. I don't know. Maybe not Michael. Maybe Emmett. But come on now. Thank you, Emmett Smith, for making sense. Dallas Cowboys running in place. It sucks. 855-212-4CBS. It's 855-212-4CBS. In about five minutes, we'll have a conversation with Demontre Moore. But let's talk to Mike. He's here from Washington, D.C. on the JR Sport Show. Go ahead, Mike. How you doing there, bud? I'm excellent, Mike. How are you? I'm doing fine, but I'm I'm very I'm very disappointed with the uh, with, with the award yesterday. I'm I'm a black man from from Washington, and and I see you know uh, a lot going on with uh, Lamar Jackson down here. But my my biggest problem is I don't think he deserved the MVP. I think it's a big joke. And the other thing is I also think that. Miles Garrett did not deserve to be the defensive player of the year. And my well, biggest Well, hold on. Hold problem. slow down, Mike. That 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 second point is is certainly valid. We discussed it uh, earlier on in the show. I, I don't think anyone who says TJ Watt should have won it 
is uh, you know out of the world. So we can we can go ahead and put that one to bed. Why don't you believe that Lamar Jackson should have won the MVP? Because he had twenty nine touchdowns, twenty nine touchdowns, and you know the year he won the MVP the first time, he had sixteen touchdowns and thirteen interceptions. He does not. He does not deserve to be the MVP. The no, MVP, so, but, but well, the so MVP, who do you 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 saying that? Who do you feel should have been the MVP? There's only one person that deserved it, and and he'd be a nemesis. He'd be a nemesis team. Well, well, Mike, uh, hold, hold on a second, Mike, hold on. Hey, Ryan Hickey, you, I feel like he's he's gonna get lost. You, I hear his GPS going. You hear that? I do. Yes, make and he's, sure he's, he's also. He's also uh, sharing inaccurate information. Correct. Hey, hey, Mike. Yes. What I'm going to do, you, you listen to the show, right? All the time. Okay, thank you so much. We got to take a break. We got a guest coming our way in five minutes. I want you to look yeah, up. Heard, oh, hold on, hold on. Don't, stop, don't, don't talk. Listen. We're going to take a break. We have a guest who will be joining us. I'm going to address what you're saying. On the other break, on the other side of our guest. And in the meantime, I want you to look up some of the information that you shared over the radio, which happened to be false. Okay, Mike? Well, it's not false. It is. It is false. You talked about Lamar. You talked about Lamar Jackson only having 16 touchdowns passing when he won an MVP, which is wholly inaccurate. You're off by about 20. And that also doesn't include the ones that he had on the ground. Hey, Mike, listen on the other side of the break. If you're going to call up, at least be accurate. You didn't even give me the name of the guy who he thinks is going to win MVP. I really don't care because his, his thought process is pretty, uh, it's just wrong out the gate. At least, at least give a, a, at least give correct information. Come on. It's the JR Sport Brief Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. When we come back on the other side, we're going to talk to a former San Francisco 49er, Demontre Morris. Joining us, it's the JR Sport Brief Show, CBS Sports Radio. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. It's the JR Sport Brief show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. Super Bowl's only a couple of days away. It took forever for us to get here. It sure did. Right now, to talk about it is someone who has nine years of experience in the NFL. Actually, missed the Super Bowl with the 49ers due to injury. Right now, we'll be participating in the CFL this upcoming season. It's DeMontre Moore. DeMontre, how are you, man? Thank you for taking the time to hop on. 
Man, I'm doing good. Thank you for having me, man. Most definitely. Now, given all of your experiences, we know you had the injury of uh, the last go around back in that 2019, beginning of 2020. The, the week leading up to the Super Bowl, man, and all the preparation and the time, how much of a of a I don't, I don't even want to say a, a fight, but a mental battle was that for you not being able to participate, man? How did you get through that? Man, I got through it with my teammates and my brothers. The good thing about them was that year we had a bond. We had so many guys go down and had to step up and make that play and just be appreciative of it. They made you feel included. We were still involved in meetings. We were still on the sideline giving expertise to what we see as far as pass rush game. So they made it a good job of keeping everybody involved <coughs> and mentally locked in. Yeah, former defensive end in the league, nine-year NFL vet Demontre Morris here with us, CBS Sports Radio. You know, Kyle Shanahan is going to be on the opposing sideline from Andy Reid. You know, a lot has been brought up about his, his strategies and whether they work or don't work or blowing leads. What was your experience with, with Coach Shanahan and, and what makes him unique as a coach? Man, my experience with Coach Shanahan was one of the best. He's a player-oriented guy, but I like to give out nicknames, and his nickname for me is the Mad Hatter. You can never guess what he's going to do. And you you go out there thinking he's going to run, open the field up. Like, schematic-wise, he comes from a, a lineage of coaching expertise. He incorporates that but put his own twist uh, with it. A funny story, my first time at the facility, right, I go in there, everybody talks about Mike McDaniel, how he's been going viral for his shoes right now, the head coach of the Dolphins. Well, at the time, he was our offensive coordinator. I told him, man, your shoe game is crazy. He said, oh, you think this is something? Wait till you see Coach Shanahan. He wears the same 49ers stuff in there. It's real cool, laid back, and straightforward, but his shoe game was so immaculate. He had an unreleased pair of Yeezys on his feet. And he was like, oh, this is nothing that's slight work. And every day it was something different with a crazy twist. And that is, <laughs> that is like identical to his play caller style. Like he has his foundation, but every day he's going to put a new twist in it and he's getting new weapons. So it's going to be fun to watch this weekend. You mean to tell me a head coach in the NFL actually has some personality and style? I guess it's the beginning of a new era, isn't it? <laughs> It's definitely a new era. You see it with Mike McDaniels, and guess what? He got it from his mentor, and uh, Kyle Shanahan. So, hey, embrace the new way. You have Antonio Pierce out there that's doing his swagger with the Raiders. So it's a new time and a new decade, and I love it. Embrace the personality. Hey, DeMontre Morris here with us, CBS Sports Radio. From your time in the NFL, you didn't just uh, play with the 49ers. You were also speaking of coaches. You won the Seahawks at, at one point in time. Uh, with Pete Carroll, who, just like Bill Belichick, is I feel like been aged out given the, the, the recent uh, performance of the team. What was it like being around Pete Carroll, especially given his age? It seemed like he had a lot of personality, even if he was wearing Air Monarchs. Yeah, he might have been wearing Air Monarchs, but with his uh, what he lacked in style, he made it up for personality and pizzazz. His personality was so exuberant and bright that he didn't need to wear a style like that. This man was one of the oldest coaches in the league and was still calling out offensive linemen and people to race and do 100-yard striders. Yeah, competition Wednesday every week. Not only do he make his uh, players get involved, he makes the coaches get involved himself, offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator. No man is above one person. His motto is 
competition brings the best factor. And for him, it goes on to show you why he was there for so long. He built a great foundation to where the players led the team. The personalities took over because he set the president a long time a long time ago. And when you set that type of president and you have that, you get that type of respect. And it goes off and it rings bells. You see when he was released, so many people uh, spoke out from guys that are quiet, like Russell Wilson, who were known as the good guy, to guys like Richard Sherman, Marshawn Lynch, like guys with personalities. You have every walk of life speaking about how much of a leader this man was, and he embraced them as the person and the personality. So my hat goes off to him, and just like him, Coach Shanahan, he's a player coach. They understand that you have to understand your player to get the best out of them. And not just that, after football, you're going to be a person. And that's the one thing that Pete Carroll, Kyle Shanahan, even Dan Campbell, who's a young and up-and-coming uh, head coach right now, they embody those quotes. And you see why their teams are ready to run through walls for them. So that, that age has no limit in, in his eyes. Demontre Morris here with us, the JR Sport Show on CBS Sports Radio. Man, operating on, on the defense this upcoming Sunday, we know about the Kansas City Chiefs defense, a, a young team that they've been able to draft well and, and kind of probably have the best defense in, in uh, Patrick Mahomes' tenure since he took over as a start. And the 49ers have pretty much always been stout you know, over the past several years. When you sit down and watch the game or a game in general, what are you keying in on? Are you looking at the trenches? you watching a quarterback? What catches your eye? Oh, man, phenomenal question. What catches my eye when I'm watching the game? <laughs> the trench work. Every team that I've been a part, every league, dating from all the way back to Pee Wee to college, AAF, Spring League, the O-line and D-line come together and says, it starts up front. We only go as far as we go. And so I'm going to pay attention to those that, because that's where the battle is going to start. Like you said, you have Kansas City uh, Chiefs, young defense that they have drafted well and been built, I really think this is going to be the battle of the defensive coordinators, the battle of the Steve, Steve Spagnuolo and Steve Wilkes, and who can call a better game because in that same breath of having a talented young defense that you built, on the other side you have a talented defense that is a little more experienced. And mind you, Nick Bosa was a rookie last time that he was in the Super Bowl. You had a young Fred Warner, now he's more experienced. You had Drake Greenlaw who was making plays that's more experienced. So will that experience be a little much to overpower the Chiefs is the better question. So I'm going to watch who's going to play better and what's going to happen with these pass rushers because you're, it's going to start with quarterback play. You're going to have to contain Patrick Mahomes, who's the Steph Curry of football. He's going to get his, but can we keep him and manage him and make him throw in the pocket behind those big guys where it starts with the trenches? And then that same answer, you're going to have to look at the other side and say Kansas City Chiefs. Are y'all going to sit here and allow Brock Purdy to make dimes and use his weapons, or are you going to make Brock Purdy beat you with his leg and doing what he had to do? Can Lady Luck keep striking? So I think it's going to start with the trenches, and that's where my eyes is going to be. Speaking of those those trenches, it's amazing to see what Chris Jones is able to do as an interior uh, tackle, but then someone who can still get to the, the quarterback uh, throughout the course of a season double-digit times. It's it's rare. What makes Chris Jones special or different in that case? It's it's a rarity. It is. It's a it's an extreme rarity. And what makes Chris Jones special? Chris Jones makes Chris Jones special. Some sometimes you got God gifted ability and being blessed with size. 
But when you have size and what is lacking in certain players, like he has size and dog. You can see it by the way he goes out there. He plays with that tenacity, that hunger, that power, and that aggression. And then on top of that, you have a talented Steve Spagnuolo. We're not talking about the guy that won the uh, championships with Kansas City Chiefs. His teams are dating all the way back to uh, innovating the NASCAR package, how to utilize pass rushers. When you have that type of mindset behind you, him having his talent and being just an athlete and now having that coaching and that experience, no wonder he's being, if not the best three tech, but one of the best three techniques in the game right now. Demontre, if you had to throw it all down on the line out in Las Vegas, who the hell do you think is going to win this game, man? Come on. Man, you're going you to put me in between a rock and a hard place. Some people say, hey, do you bet against the baby goat and, uh, and Patrick Mahomes? Or do you go with the hot team that's more talented and looks better uh, on the stats? And will this finally be Kyle Shanahan's year? If I was a betting man, I'm going to have to go with the 49ers. People might say that I'm biased because I lost and stuff like that. But the one thing I know, I talked to Chris Cassette, Eric Armstead, some other guys around that uh, building, and was like, hey, man, go out there and finish this unfinished business. We did something that was special, but we didn't get to do something that was magical. And everybody, that core component is still there. So to hear them talk about how they're locked in, I think it's going to be there. And then on top of that, you have Christian McCaffrey in the game. I think this is going to be a shootout. I think there's going to be a lot of plays made on defense. But I think the 49ers are going to edge this one out by eight points. And this is going to be Kyle Shanahan's year to get over on the park. But whoever has the ball last is going to win. Oh, well, I better hope it's not Patrick Mahomes. Exactly. So we'll see. But I got confidence, and I think the Niners are going to pull it out this year. Well, Demontre, after nine years in the league, you've transitioned over into the, the, the CFL. How was that transition like? And for people here in the States not as familiar with how the CFL operates, please tell us what some of the differences are and some of the intricacies, I guess, too. Oh, uh, man, at the end of the day, football is football. You strap it on and it is a warrior sport. You just have warriors in different countries and all over the world. And the one thing about there, you get to experience a lot of culture, and yes, there are certain rules that are, excuse me, <clears throat> that are different. But um, once you get past those rule changes and the field being a little bit bigger, football is football. <clears throat> oh, I'm sorry about that. I'm getting choked up because it's exciting to talk about it because the lineage and realizing that that is one of the longest uh, football playing league. The Great Cup actually was, uh, I believe, if my history is correct, is 1905. So it started out as rugby, which transitioned to football. And then we have the American version where they moved it down. So our history dates back into that game. So what they say, to know your future, you got to kind of know your past. And for me, what makes it so monumental and memorable for me is my uncle Keo Craver, who was fortunate enough to play in the NFL, then went to go play in the CFL. He's the reason that I started playing football, and he actually won a great cup. And my whole thing was I wanted to be like him, and he used to always say, don't be like me, be better than me. And so we have a competition. I played longer than him in the NFL. Then I got over there my first year in the CFL and won a great cut. He's been, he won one great cut, and then he went to another one but didn't win. And so my goal is to get one more great cut so I can finally sign, fill, and deliver and be that competition factor and say that I've won. So it is uh, to have that type of lineage – 
to have the connection there and to see the network and how much they love football there and that passion, it was a no-brainer for me. It's an opportunity. Play this game until the wheel falls off. That's beautiful, man. Well, thank you for sharing that story and, and the, the just personal significance that it has for you. Uh, Demontre Morris here with us on CBS Sports Radio. As we wind, wind this conversation down, you talk about the game and, and it growing and being international. Today the NFL announces that they're going to have a game played in Spain. You know, we, we know that there's going to be a game played later this year uh, down in Brazil in Sao Paulo. What are your yeah. thoughts on the expansion of the game internationally? The NFL has been here. It's done that. But now they're doing even more. Man, I love it. It's called growth. Um, I, I, I'm an avid storyteller, and I'll never forget my rookie year. Justin Tuck left a note on my locker and said, hey, man, get here. Use me. I'm the game plan. The game is only here, so you can improve it and do better after I leave. And to see what the NFL is becoming as a whole. <laughs> wow. That is so – it's amazing. We're touching people. This game brings so much joy to people. A lot of people experience the game through television. So to bring it to a different nation that didn't have the opportunity for them to actually come see it because football is worldwide. In my opinion, it's the best sport out there. But for them to not actually touch it, it's going to open up more fandom, but also not open up uh, only more fandom. More athletes are going to be there. Now that they see the game in their country, we might see a few up-and-coming stars that say, hey, I remember being a kid and being at the first game in Brazil, and I knew that I could be in the NFL. So I think there's going to be multiple avenues, multiple fans that's going to keep exploding, and the game is evolving. And that's the one thing that we all, that are fans of the game, is wanting to constantly evolve and get better. We're doing the same thing. We get complacent. You get replaced. You keep evolving, and guess what? You stay relevant. So I love it. Hey, Demontre, thank you so much for, for lending your perspective not just on the game this Sunday, but the game in general, your experiences in the NFL, the CFL. Where can people keep up with you and follow everything that you got going on? Yes, sir. On Twitter, it is Timore94. On Instagram, it is TheMonster98. And also on Twitch, it is DNoot1911. I stream, I talks on there. And hey, hopefully on a few radio stations in the future. We'll see. Hope See where the chips may fall. We'll be chatting with you some more, DeMontre. You enjoy the weekend and have a good old season later on. We'll talk to you soon. Yes, sir. Enjoy Super Bowl weekend. Thanks for having me. Thanks for no getting No doubt about it. Thank you so much to DeMontre Moore for joining us. Nine years in the NFL, a breadth of experiences. And now you're going to roll until the wheels fall off and contribute to media as well, uh, playing up in the CFL. This portion of the show is brought to you by Wesley Financial. Are you stuck in a timeshare and want out? Contact Wesley Financial Group now and get a free timeshare exit information kit at wesleyfinancialgroup.com. It's the JR Sport Re Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. Prior to that great conversation we had with DeMontre Moore, we did take some time to talk about Emmett Smith, not happy with the Dallas Cowboys. Well, the New York Jets are a complete disaster most of the time. Their owner isn't happy with them. I'll tell you about it on the other side of the break. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. It's Friday night. Give me a beer now. Now. Anyway, I'll have a beer soon enough. Maybe something stronger. It's the JR Sport Brief show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. Thank you oh so much to DeMontre Moore for coming through in our last break. Nine year veteran in the NFL. 
He was on that last 49ers team that went to the Super Bowl. Unfortunately, uh, DeMontre had a, a, a broken arm and couldn't participate uh, in the game. Right now, later on this year, he's going to be playing in the CFL. He says he's going to keep playing football until the wheels fall off. He was also an, an excellent guest uh, and was able to provide some, some excellent insight, uh, not just to his former head coach in Kyle Shanahan, uh, Pete Cow. He provided some historical reference uh, to the CFL for people who are not as familiar with it and just an excellent storyteller. So thank you so much to DeMontre Moore for joining us here on CBS Sports Radio. If you missed the interview, I encourage you to hit rewind on the free Odyssey app. And if you're not listening on the free Odyssey app, well, that's fine. But make sure you get the app anyway, okay? Then you can hit rewind there uh, later on in the future. 855-212-4CBS is the number. That's 855-212-4CBS. DeMontre He thinks the game is going to be decided by whoever has the football last. No shock, no surprise there. And we're going to continue to talk about the big game on the other side of the hour, including uh, I saw a friend of mine bought a Pepsi and I think a bottle of water. Hickey, how much you think that costs out at the – the fan fest or whatever the hell they calling that thing. Oh no. Um a Pepsi and a bottle of water. I will say thirteen dollars. Twenty-three bucks. Oh my god. Twenty-three bucks. I think I'd drink out of a stream at that point if that was the other option. Twenty-three dollars for two drinks that are non alcoholic? <laughs> that is absurd. Twenty-three bucks, brother. And so this is mind you. The game is Sunday. This is not Allegiant Stadium. 23 bucks. This is Vegas. Didn't I tell was it last week or Monday I gave somebody advice about going out there? This week, right? This week, yes, cuz he's going out was it next month? No, didn't he say he was yeah, some convention or something like yeah, that? Yeah, for a right? band. Yeah, and I, I told him I said, "Bro, you going to Vegas, do not forget your toothbrush. Don't do it. Don't forget anything." Because you're going to get charged out the you-know-what, 23 bucks, Pepsi, and a bottle of water. I, I, I don't get it. I'm, I'm looking at 20 ounces of water right in front of me. It belongs to me. Came directly out of my refrigerator. And I don't, how, how much is a, I don't drink, I should shut up. I don't drink Pepsi anyway. How much is a Pepsi now? If you get it from a vending machine, what, four or five bucks, right? No? I was going to say like two bucks. Like, I don't know, two, two, two and a half, somewhere in there? A Pepsi is about two, two and a half, right? Right. Work vending machine, I think it's about fair or about accurate. So if I go to the airport and ask for a Pepsi, that one's going to be five bucks, right? Oh, yeah. And I guess you go to the Super Bowl, it's going to be like two times that. $30, $15 a drink. Insane. Doesn't matter. I'm not. I'm guessing. You know, I'm going to look that up when we get to commercial break. You know, I, I appreciate here in Atlanta, Arthur Blank. And by the way, Arthur Blank, did you hear what he had to say about Bill Belichick today? That he did not offer him the job? He didn't offer him the job. Bill Belichick didn't ask for complete control. Arthur Blank, you know, setting things straight. That's what he said. And it's like, I'm a hundred million trillion percent. Uh, you know, certain, I want to clear that up, that Bill Belichick didn't ask for anything, and we did not offer him the job. Well, it doesn't matter now because Raheem Morris has the job. But one thing 
here in Atlanta that I do have to give credit to Arthur Blank for. And this is a rarity. I, I haven't seen this in any stadium, any arena. Maybe somebody else has picked it up along the way. Here at Mercedes-Benz Stadium, you have the normal concessions. You know, you can go and they got all this fancy food now. You know, Wagyu beef and all this fancy stuff. They had it all. You can still go to concession stands all throughout the stadium that are easily and readily accessible. And you can get yourself a meal for five bucks. Like it's reasonably priced. Is it the fancy, fancy, fancy? No, it's almost like a little bit of a throwback, but at least they're they're conscious of the price and not trying to nickel and dime people, you know, for, for every every cent. I remember when they opened up City Field for the New York Mets. And by the way, I, I see their former uh, general manager was been banned for a year for falsifying injuries. I guess everybody lies now. This Billy Epler, what a liar. He's going to be gone for a year. But anyway, out at City Field, they basically said, you got everything you want. Have you, have you been in that outfield, Hickey? Oh, I have. There is plenty of options. Now, is it is it expensive out there? Um, I feel like at this point you become like used to the stadium prices, so it's not exorbitant. It's not like one of those you get sticker shock. I would say it's about average. Man, Hickey, I ain't paying for food in no stadium. I, I well, need to. Yeah. I. I mean, yeah. No, let me. Let me not lie. Let me. Let me stop lying. It's rare that I'm buying food at a stadium. If the food is free, you can bet your ass I'm gonna go get the food if it's free. But I am not paying for stadium food. The last time I paid for stadium food was at the Barclays Center in in Brooklyn, and I, I got. I'm like, I'm starving here. I just need to get something. And, of course, it's chicken tenders. I'm not expecting, you know, a magnificent meal. But it was crap. It was high-priced crap. I don't know how much I spent. 15 bucks for stupid chicken tenders and wet French fries? Like, you think they're going to be serving this at the soup? Well, maybe not. I saw one price. Do you want to guess how much a slice of pizza is going to cost you Sunday at the Super Bowl? A slice, a single slice of one pizza. Slice. At the, one slice of pizza at the Super Bowl. Uh, the, 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 the six fifty. Double that and more. Thirteen ninety nine. Wait a minute, you're lying. I just looked it up. Two different websites had that same price. One slice of pizza at the Super Bowl is gonna cost. You said thirteen fifty. Thirteen ninety nine. 14 bucks for a slice of pizza? One slice. That maybe will get you half filled. Doesn't that get you a whole pie? Like, <laughs> yeah. in, in the world? Go to Domino's. They'll get two pies for that price. Oh, my God. We're going we're gonna to talk more about this and get into some football, too. It's the JR Sport Brief Show on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.